Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on today's episode, we're changing things up. We have a lengthy sit-down with Alex Stalock that Chris Vossers and Kaylee Chelios took part of the other day in Buffalo before the team's game against the Sabres. We're going to present that to you in length today. It's such a great convo with Alex on his rebound from injury, what it's like to be the starter for the last few games, and much more, plus a little special food contest between the two of them. And then later in the show, we're going to bring you, as always, line changes with our good friend Joe Brand from WGN Radio, taking you through the latest bets in the betting world. All that and more coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with King and Tapes Drive. Alex, it is great to have you on the latest episode of the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. From a broadcast perspective up in the booth, it's been a lot of fun to watch you and the team play here to start the season. How much fun are you having right now? A ton. Um, I think as a group, too, uh, we were fortunate to go out west early in the year as a group and be with each other on the road. I think that goes a long way. Um, we got a huge win in San Jose and had a team day the following day. And just something as little as that and how little it seems to go out and enjoy each other. Um, you go through you know, a rigorous training camp. Uh, then you hit the road right away to a tough schedule. You open, uh, you raise the banner in Colorado, obviously a special night for Jack. Um, but you know, that's a long night, a lot of sitting around, then you go into a tough environment in Vegas and then we go and win a game in San Jose on the road and get to, uh, celebrate the next day. And I think the boys had fun and, um, it goes a long way and this group, uh, really enjoying it right now. So it's tough because your your buddy Peter Mrazek gets injured early. But how has it been getting to know him? And then also with his injury, you're the full time number one guy right now in net. How's that going for you? Right, is you never you never hope for injury in any position. And obviously, it's unfortunate. Like I said, you go through a training camp where you know you're competing every day. You're on the ice, uh, you know, for probably longer than normal. You're up in the gym a lot. You're you're doing a lot of testing off the ice, and uh, then you run right into. Uh, the season, and unfortunate for him, it was just, uh, you know, a, a bad deal or, you know, you feel something in his leg and um, takes a little time off. But, you know, he's been around the game a while. He knows how to treat his body. He knows what the right thing to do is. And, um, you know, he's been a great teammate. He's been there every game, you know, giving you a high five after a win, when you go out for a period, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, it's been awesome. He's been uh, he's been great to me. We've never crossed roads in our careers. and. Um, play against each other several times, but uh, to get to play with them is uh, it's, uh, it's a blessing. So I've heard and actually seen a little bit of your post-game locker room speeches following wins. And, and Tyler Johnson has mentioned just how fun the locker room is and how much fun the team is to be around right now. And you play a big part of that. Sounds like everyone gets a kick out of your post-game speeches, especially after a win and a couple of times you've gotten the championship belt for being the team MVP. Uh, you know, how, how, how would you assess your, your post-game speeches? Well, it's hard. You only get like <laughs> 10 seconds, and you can go around the room and say something about each guy. Whether it's a talent or what, I feel like you can go, and I, you can go to every stall and say something, whether it's funny or they did something great that night or whatever happened. And you get a short window to say something brief, and um, you get put right on the spot, uh, you know, because going through your head, like, man, this guy had a great game, and you should be the guy that gets a belt. And all of a sudden, it's in your lap, and you you got to say something quick, and a lot of times it's probably pretty stupid, to be honest. But, uh, 
Whatever it takes. And I, we talked about the other night. Like, we just keep winning. It's simple. Yeah. We love having fun. We might as well win, right? And um, that's something, obviously, it's in the, the hockey culture that uh, you give away a player of the game. And um, unfortunately, it's one guy or whatever, you know. But uh, everybody celebrates together at the end of the day. And this group is uh, – we have good vibes going through the room right now, that's for sure. And we're uh, like where we're headed. Everybody smiles when they talk about your goaltending play, how aggressive you are. You're kind of a wild man for us in the booth in the best way, like old school, fun. Right. Like, where does that all come from? I always say everybody <laughs> smiles. <laughs> people I watch the game next to my mom and dad, and uh, I don't think they're On the edge of their seats. Yeah, I don't think they're smiling a lot. I don't know if my family's smiling and friends and all that, but yeah, it's... Uh, that's how I've always played. I just have fun playing the game. And when I'm playing my best or when I'm feeling my best, it's generally I'm just having fun. And, you know, I think that's where I check myself sometimes when, uh, you know, you're going through tough stretches or whatever it may be. You know, I can ask myself, are you having fun? And it's a simple answer. And usually uh, you got to kind of flip a switch and reset and go back to the wrinkle with a smile on your face because we're really fortunate to get what we do and uh, <laughs> drink and put on hockey gear and be kids and screw around and like you say in a locker room laugh it's like you know and pinch yourself if uh, you show up to the rink and you're not having fun so that's uh number one goal every day is to come to the rink and have fun i read your dream is to score an nhl goal what's the ideal <laughs> scenario for that to happen for you well ideally i think we got to be up two goals uh, <laughs> but i've always said that i'm not going to make uh, many record books in the nhl wins losses games like well maybe losses but games played uh that stuff uh what i said a short list that i really want to get on is a goal score list and it's not a long list of goalies and uh hopefully someday they're Past teams and trainers I've had, it's always been the biggest joke. Well, when are you going to score? When are you going to score? <laughs> Hopefully it comes Sunday. That's the goal. <laughs> so, you again, you know, Troy Murray, one of our analysts on the TV side, he, he's played in over 900 games. He's broadcast at, at least that number as well. You had him in stitches during the Edmonton game because at one point you were tapping your, your stick on the, on the ice out of goal, and you, know, you, were, you had your, your glove up in the air at one time. And, and I mean, he, he was cracking up just watching how much fun you had playing the game on the ice. And it was a big game, too. I mean, we got Connor McDavid in the house, like Edmonton's flying up and down the ice. Yeah, were. When it comes to your style of play and, and your willingness to get out of the net and play the puck, who influenced you? Was it a coach? Was it another goalie whose style you try to emulate? How, how would you, what influencers would you say have, have made an impact on who you are as a goalie? Uh, you know, I think a lot of it's kind of just your personality and how you're wired, to be honest. Um, but I think the instincts of handling the puck and playing the puck is, uh, it goes back to youth hockey. And um, where I grew up in Minnesota, uh, South St. Paul, we, I was fortunate I played player. Um, squirts and pewies every other game, which doesn't happen anymore at the youth age. Goalie's got to commit at like mites now, which is just insane. And I was skating out until I was so pewies, you know, you're probably 12 years old. I was playing forward, and we were just talking about it the other day at, at one of the meals, and I was like, I liked actually playing forward way more than I like playing goalie. Um, so the days, that, the, the, day, the days that I had to strap on the goalie gear, I was like, God dang it, I wish I was playing out today. And Eventually, I chose goalie. I don't know why the, what the decision I made at that time was for, but it, I mean, it worked out obviously. Um, but I still think there's a little bit of forward or defense to watch my game. <laughs> reason, but 
Uh, you know, I try to help out as much as I can with uh, helping our D and not getting smoked into the glass when they have to go back and get pucks and trying to get out of our zone fast and make a pass here or there to go forward. And yeah, it just goes back to having fun because uh, when they put the uh, trapezoid in early in my pro career, I wasn't uh, too happy with that. Why not? It limits you. I only have a certain amount of ice I can touch it. <laughs> Probably a lot safer. I give a lot more goals going to the corner, but uh, you only get a tiny area now to play the puck. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little tougher. Marty Brodeur rule. <laughs> well, for you, you've done so much, like you said, and being an undersized goaltender, having to be really aggressive, playing in Minnesota in your career must have been pretty cool. Being a, a native Minnesotan, I have to say. Your accent caught me off guard early on in this podcast already when you said Colorado. <laughs> what was it like for you um, coming from Minnesota, playing college hockey in Minnesota, Duluth, marrying a Minnesota um, Miss Miss Minnesota finalist, right? Mm-hmm. 103 yeah. point season. I read your yeah. wife, Felicia. Yeah. yeah, we took a lot of we we gave them a lot of heat. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive, to say the least, from both of you. But to be able to play in your home state and have that experience, I would imagine that's probably at the top of your list in terms of accomplishments in your career. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, starting in San Jose, it was, uh, you're playing your first stop in the NHL. You're like, this is super cool. We're living in California. Weather's 70 degrees every day. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any family out there. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was cool. You're new to it, like. Oh, it's the NHL, and you know, like we got now a lot of young guys here. It's their first time in the NHL. It's fun to see their excitement to show up at the rink of it, you know, something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we uh, we got traded out of San Jose. And, uh, ended up in Toronto for a brief stint, but got a call that summer from Chuck Fletcher, who was the GM at the time in Minnesota, and uh, it was a no-brainer um, to go to Minnesota at that time. And um, the situation there was was great. Chuck was honest, told me what he wanted me to do, and um, you know, I set my goal. Like I want to play for the Wild. It was at the time. It was, you play for your hometown team. I think a lot of guys in the NHL would, you know, really, really love to do it, and not many get to do it. Um, but well, I was one of the fortunate ones. And at that time, we had uh, a couple kids, and to live at home, it was uh, the first year there was was kind of strange. You leave your own house and go to work. It was really weird. Like to leave in the morning and be like, "Well, we'll see you guys back at home later on," you know, because you always in hockey, pro hockey, you live like a second life, really. You know, you have the summer yeah. where you're home with family, and then you leave for the other six months. So it was uh, it was really special to uh, you know put on the wild sweater every night. You just, I mean, it's funny as it is, you know, you're playing for so many people in that state that care about the game and the history of the sport there, and you know, you win and. All the people up in northern Minnesota in the little bars where there's 20 people sitting in there that are celebrating, or when you lose, you know, those same people that are going to the bar are bitching about, you know, this and that, and losing a game. And just like, there's just so much pride to play, not only, like you mentioned, Minnesota College Hockey, but to have the opportunity to play for the NHL teams. Super cool. Definitely. Inside Must have been a really good question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a great answer. That was, was, was a great answer. Long-winded. We'll give you some time to, we'll to rehydrate here. But oh. look, your, your career has taken lots of twists and turns. Yeah. And you're coming off the best year of your career with Minnesota. And the pandemic's going on. And, and everyone's just trying to see, hey, can we play an NHL season? 
and you're diagnosed with, with myocarditis, the inflammation of the, of the tissue around the heart. And it, it's not only career-threatening, but it, in a way, it probably felt life-threatening as well. Um, you know, now that you're on the other side of that, playing again on an NHL roster again, do you put less pressure on yourself now than, than maybe you did earlier in your career? I wish I could. I wish I could say I did because I'd sleep a little better. But uh, no, it's uh, it's a high pressure job. It's I want to be at my best every night, and I think everybody would say the same thing. Um, I think I'm fortunate, obviously, to be where I am today to get another opportunity after kind of how the last couple of years have went with being out, not playing games, and when I did return to play American League and we set up to succeed, where you know diff- different situations, you're in an organization where you know, they didn't have your future plans and all that stuff. It's just a lot of unknowns, to be honest, not only medically, but hockey-wise. And um, to get a call this summer from Chicago that there was still um, someone that wanted me was uh, pretty special. And uh, I still remember getting that call from uh, my agent at the time and saying, hey, there's a, there's a team that wants to sign you. And I said, what country are they in? You know? <laughs> so it was, uh, it was pretty special. And, uh, you know, from that day on, I got that call. My goal was to get in the best shape I could and prove that there's still a game left. What does myocarditis feel like? And what sort of, I mean, mentally, physically, like what was it like going through that and trying to get back to your game, if that's even what was on your radar while you were going through it for that long? Yeah, so... To, to answer what it feels like, you don't feel anything, to be honest. Like, there's no, it's not like a broken arm. It's not like a tweak groin. It's not like concussion, any of that. Like, I had no clue I had it. Oh, so, it's like preventative then? Just not? Well, yeah. So I, I got, I mean, I don't want to say as funny as it sounds, but um, it was when we were getting ramped up for the, that COVID shortened year. In order to get back into facilities, you had to test for COVID. And so I went and tested on a Friday in the morning and then we jumped in our car and we were going to a friend's cabin and uh we're driving up there and we had like two of their kids in our car they had a couple of our kids in their car so we were just keep kids busy and we had like to our drive up to the cabin i get a call like halfway there from our team doctor i'm like what the and he's like hey Al, i just want to let you know you're positive for covid and at that time like it was still early on a little bit mm-hmm. and, yeah and I, and I turned to my wife i'm like well, what do we do right you know? and, so I put my mask on. She put her mask on. We're all masked up in the car. Like, this is so weird. And our, we're right behind our friends. And he calls. He's like, what are you guys doing wearing your mask back there? Surprise. Yeah, dude, I just want to get COVID. So let's pull over and get this figured out. And so we meet. And we're pulling off on a ramp. And they're like, well, what do we do? I'm like, well, I think we try to turn around. Right? Like, well, we've all been hanging together. We've all been hanging together. So if we have COVID, we all got yeah. COVID. We might as well go. And, go to the cabin and quarantine yeah. together. Yeah, we might as well just go to the cabin and I mean, we all got COVID anyway, so we turned around, we went back, and uh, I ended up going to the rink the next few days and testing, and it came back negative, 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 and I was like, well, let's get back into the rink, but, you know, they were finding an athlete said they were having heart issues from COVID, so we had to, I had to pass all these heart tests, and one of the tests found out that there was some swelling and, um, going on in my heart, and so we went and got an MRI done, and uh, sure enough, there was an issue with my heart. And it was still so early with the diagnosis of this stuff. It was like, well, don't get your heart rate over 120. Just sit and do nothing for two weeks. And for me, if anybody knows me, I can't sit anyway. Like, this is hard for me to sit here. Uh, 
I, yeah, we had the rink up in the winter and I was out skating with the kids and, you know, my wife was like, you can't get your heart up, you can't get your heart up, but it was, it was so strange being told you can't do anything. It's like, you're, you're not wired that way. And so I sat there for weeks just uh, uh, doing nothing, really, just being a dad sitting at home and uh, I, I could go back and test and like, uh, I think it was like two or three months later, I had to go back and see if the swelling was down and lucky enough it was and started getting ramped back up and even that was a slow process like you start with you get your heart rate up to 130 then you go to 140 150 and you don't know like if i get over that like what's going to happen are you going to collapse or you know yeah. so there's constant trainer with me and um eventually made my way back and um yeah and then i ended up in edmonton <laughs> <laughs> what a treat yeah <laughs> Was, was there ever a moment, so it, when, when all is said and done, you, you've played one NHL game in two seasons going into this most this current one. Yeah. Was there ever, ever a moment of doubt along the way where, where you just were wondering, like, am I going to be able to play hockey again? Yeah, there, yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if I'd ever be, get, get back to who I was before, mm-hmm. health-wise. Um, yeah, there was a lot of question marks and who's going to give you a chance? Um, and where are you going to go? Obviously, I had a year left in my contract. You know, what was their plan? Um, but yeah, I, I was started when I returned to play. I was went back to Bakersfield, American League. And, um, you know, I was really lucky to go there because they had an unbelievable group of guys. And not only that, they had uh, a coach I was familiar with, Jay Woodcroft, who's coaching Edmonton Oilers now. He was... Uh, Bakersfield's head coach at the time, and I had uh, Jay as an assistant early in my career at San Jose, and he was he was great to me. He uh, sat me down, talked to me, talked about a plan, showed me around town, um, made the transition back to the game really easy. Well, I shouldn't say easy because it wasn't, <laughs> but uh, a lot uh, more simple. Yes, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was lucky to have him there, and not only that, but uh, the, the group there in Bakersfield was awesome. I mean, we had a ton of fun. Um, but, uh, it was a good word, where is place to start, I think for me. And I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I got that spark back. I think that I'm like, I do love this and I want to get back to where I have been. And I think that coming back and talking with family, talking with my agent, um, you know, other people that have actually have been through this. I was fortunate to talk to people that have been through some, some heart health issues that have played in the NHL and, um, I got a ton of information. The, the only way to really go test it, if I could do it again, was go and do it. Yeah. Go play. Because you're never going to get an answer if you don't, don't try. And it turned out to be great. Uh, played and uh, got into some games. Got that smile back. Got back on the schedule. Got around a group of guys, which I love to do. And um, gave me the opportunity, you know, this summer when Chicago called. Well, we've loved watching you, and I know they say every day in the NHL is a great day, but compared to Edmonton, I will say Chicago is a pretty amazing city to come to, original six team. I know it's a rebuild, but for you, does it feel like a rebuild right now? Does the team and you kind of do a great job at tuning out that noise when it comes to the on-ice, off-ice success? And so far, it seems like you guys are doing great at doing that <laughs> yeah I, I think it's a fun I mean whether you, yeah what, what you want to say is a rebuild or what a retool or whatever it may be I think there's guys that have been brought in guys that have been here forever that still have a ton to prove and I it's the NHL you get unbelievable players on every team and I think it goes back to like if you have a good group that gets along that has fun and wants to play for the right reasons it's 
you can find success. And I think you're finding that in this group right now that uh, we're playing the right way. Uh, we're playing our systems. We're having fun. And it's, the results are showing. As, as Kaylee said, it has been fun to watch. And look, as a goalie, your helmet is kind of a big part of your on ice persona. And we understand that your kids helped create your, or at least draw the design on, on your helmet for the first month of the season. Looking ahead now to Native American Heritage Month, it sounds like you've had the opportunity to work with Ojibwe artist Patrick Hunter to design the art on your helmet for Native American Heritage Month. Can you give us any kind of tips or some insight on what the artwork is going to look like and, and just how that process has gone about? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to talk to him. He's out of Toronto. Uh, and, um, you know, he called one day to just kind of pick my brain on stuff I enjoy, like what I enjoy doing away from the ring. And, uh, cool. you know, being from Minnesota, I obviously love the outdoors. I love fishing. Um, I like I like hunting. Hunting season's obviously right now back home in Minnesota. Um but uh, like golf, any of that stuff, anything outdoors in the summer. But I think for him, he took, you know, like the fishing, the water, the, the outdoors type of stuff and kind of, you know, implemented it into the design of the helmet. I've seen it, it looks really cool. Um, it's pretty simple. It's a white background with uh, a lot of red and actually a red mask. So it'll be, I've never had a red mask before, so it'll be pretty unique. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting the physical product. And I think it showed up at the rink today. But uh, right. I never got to see it. So well, we're we're really looking forward to it. Uh, just gotta ask though, how how are you able to be a hunter as a hockey player? Just because of the overlap in seasons. So yeah, Minnesota bow bow opener is actually like middle of September, so it's training. Camp. Okay. So, so I have shot a deer uh, during training camp when I was in Minnesota. Uh, I think uh, you can either wake up early depending on your schedule that day for training camp if you're the late group, or you can go in the evening. But uh, I've shot one uh, on my private back home, and actually an old teammate, you know, Niederreiter, came over to my property during uh, training camp and shot one. <laughs> <laughs> we found time to do it, but I'm getting uh, I'm getting uh, texts and calls now from uh, friends and neighbors that are like, hey, is anybody sitting in your stand this weekend? Because there's a chance I might be able to. So I'm getting a lot of, uh, you should be able to sell it. I was gonna, you can Airbnb your Airbnb. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still sitting there in a nice little, uh, I check the trail cams every day and they're like, well, what time are the deer moving? Are they coming in the morning or at night? It's, it's, it's fine, but uh, yeah, we got a good group of friends that we live by back home, so it's constant back and forth. This guy showed up on my property last night and it's, uh, it's still going on. I'm like, man, I'm not there, so I'll go, go down there and sit there. Should you have a big freezer then? Do I don't, I know? don't, but, uh, uh, one of our friends, his, uh, his, uh, his father lives kitty corner from us and he's got like a uh, industrial size freezer. Oh, that, there you uh, go. They turn on this time of year. Nice. So. You like venison, Chris. I do. I, I, I love <laughs> venison. You know, I've got growing up in Wisconsin, you know, we've got a, we got a lot of deer hunters in the family, you know, got some relatives on a, on a musky fishing tournament this weekend. So <laughs> Definitely feel like there's uh, some good synergy between Minnesota and Wisconsin culturally. But I got to ask, I know, I know you went to South St. Paul High School, mm -hmm. and, and they're the Packers. Yeah. How is that possible that uh, Minnesota High School's well, got the nickname Packers? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously, there's only one Packer we care about in Minnesota, and it's the South St. Paul Packers. But, uh, <laughs> The Green Bay team we don't care about. <laughs> Plug your ears, Chris. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna. I was assuming you were a Vikings fan, and I. I don't have any. I can't. I can't talk trash, given how Week One went, and, right. and you guys are coming. Yeah, you guys are coming back. Oh, no. Yeah. So 
Anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, so we are the Packers because if you actually Google it or whatever search engine you use nowadays on the internet. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, 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 it's YouTube or TikTok or something. South St. Paul is, uh, at one point, I want to say it was the biggest or, I you know, I'm going to get scrutinized from people from South St. Paul. I should know if it is the biggest or what number, but the meat packing plant in the country. Uh, like Hormel and okay, down actually, just by where the hockey rink was that I grew up by was the whole. Uh, it would be the east side of town on the river with stockyards, and um, so they called. We have a bridge that comes over the Mississippi that comes into South St. Paul, and they call it the Stinky Bridge because when it would rain, when it would rain, it was windy. It stunk. <laughs> the town did, and I mean, I don't know if it's sadly or not, but they're all gone now, and they've moved, uh, relocated. But I mean, at uh, at the time, the, the the highest time of the stockyards, I mean, it was crazy. I remember being a kid driving by, and there was like a catwalk the whole length of what is Concord Street in uh, in South St. Paul, and it's just slowly got smaller and smaller and smaller as I've gotten older, and now it's pretty much completely gone. Wow, so history! It's history it's, yeah, it's. I wish I could have a lot more and I wish I'd listen more in like Minnesota history class and eighth grade and all that stuff. It sounds like you're very well informed. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't be too yeah, hard. I'm sure go back to my room and probably Google this. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the search engine you use. So we are the Packers okay. because at one point we were the, yeah, I should say we because I, I didn't, but but the, the but but the history of the of that part of town specifically okay that's yes, very cool yeah, yeah it's uh yeah the, the history of the town of South St Paul everybody says you're from South St you know and and a lot of people get ticked off too and it, it bugged me a little bit like when you're younger and you, there was a guy in the NHL from South St Paul and it said like St Paul you know it's like that we're not St okay we're South St Paul it's a different city it's not just like the South Side of St Paul gotcha we're all suburb. Okay. And so it's uh, it's a pride thing for South St. Paul. And uh, yeah, if you're a Packer, you take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. Go Pack, go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do trivia or speed round. We, uh, we wanted to ask you, you know, some, some Minnesota style questions right. just uh, about, about Minnesota stereotypes, basically. And, and just uh, if you've heard of this or if you prefer this or that. So. Do you want to start, Kaylee? Yeah. Yeah, I'll start. Okay, this is like one of the only ones I initially like caught on to because some of the other ones from Minnesota, like I didn't understand. So I like this one because I very much like Prince. So this is one of the stereotypes. Do you like Prince? I do. I love Prince. I love Prince. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, the only person I love Prince more is my middle daughter, Selena. She absolutely. Oh really? Yeah. How old your daughter? She's uh, gonna be five in. <laughs> so you obviously play a lot of that in the car on the oh, way to practices. Yeah, yeah. Grandma got Grandma got her onto it, and oh, okay. uh, no, she she loves Prince. She loves dance, so she's a huge Prince fan. I, have a... I just saw Prince that we were going to do family pictures actually down on uh, um, Michigan Ave. They have a Prince store. She saw it out the window and. New Prince? That's yeah, impressive. Or something down there. I've never seen it. I have a Prince. Yeah, yeah downtown. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yes, on Michigan Ave. Yes. Michigan Ave. Yeah, yes. Out the window, we were doing family pictures and she was freaking out, so we got to bring her there now. I guess. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like a Prince museum, for lack of a better term, but it's, oh, it's like okay. yeah, the Prince experience. Yeah. 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 yeah well, if, you, if you go, you got to gotta let me know how it oh, is. Oh, I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Prince fan. Yeah. So what about, uh, do you, first of all, do you drink coffee? I actually don't. You don't? Okay. No, I, well, I even Are you a caribou three, coffee? Three kids? Coffee. I love coffee. And uh, I love the taste of it. And I, it's crazy. I drink decaf. I, uh, I don't need the caffeine. Sure. Believe it or not. 
Um, Kaylee and I will take all the caffeine. Chris and I are like you, three or four fine. cups yeah. a day now. Yeah. Yeah. My brother is like, he'll sit there, we'll be on vacation. It's like nine o'clock at night and he's got a pot of coffee brewing. Oh, I usually That's cut hardcore. off That's around hardcore. like four, uh, but. Caffeine like super like. Jittery? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do love the taste. Like at night I'll have a pot of decaf. Or not okay. a pot, but a cup. Yeah. You know? yeah. I love the taste <laughs> of it. I wish I could drink it like as much as my brother just all day. Yeah. You know? well, is is caribou the big? Do you like caribou? Caribou, yeah. Um, Not Starbucks, Caribou. Yeah. Okay. What about, uh, and again, shout out to Caribou. Caribou. Caribou's great. Uh, I know you're a big hunter, big fisherman. Uh, Do do you like walleye to eat? Love it. Any other fish that you like? I lied to my kids last night. I bought a uh, big bag of, like, probably, I think it was a cod from... Oh, did you tell him possible? You told him it was walleye? <laughs> fish because I wanted to try to get him like some nuggets and chicken noodle soup. You know, I was like, I was like, uh, Uncle Brian said to sell him some walleye and bread it as frills, and it's the same stuff we eat in the summer all the time because our kids love it in the summer, right? So I threw it in the air fryer, and then they take one bite. They're like, this isn't it. This stuff's oh <laughs> Tried. They've got good taste. It sounds like they know what fresh caught fish. Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay. So I screwed that one up. <laughs> Sorry, it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe it's contagious. I don't know. I hope not. Got a big game tomorrow. All, right, no <laughs> all, all good on my end. Yeah. Do you say "ufta" in your everyday vocabulary? Ufta. Oh, ufta. ufta. Sorry. Ufta. ufta. Um, Is that a Minnesota accent? Uh, or was ufta? Ufta. I don't. I mean, it's probably <laughs> a little bit older generation. Do you take a very long time to say goodbye? Uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> Our, my family, uh, like the Stalock side, uh, real quick. Like, real quick? Real quick. Like, goodbye. Maybe a handshake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just if ready we, to go. Yeah, and then if we go to my wife's family, and she's, she's going to kill me for this, but uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's hot. 30 like, minute long. Hugs, kisses, <laughs> like, and, and we're going to see them tomorrow, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I always give her crap to her side for that, but uh, no, it's just, it's funny how... Uh, you know, it can be so different where it's just my side's the same. My see, dad's see later, side is a wave and a, barely wave a wave. And a handshake and then, yep. and then the other side's hugs and uh, see you tomorrow. Yep. You know, same thing on my side. <laughs> what is a juicy Lucy? It's a uh, burger with cheese stuffed inside the beef. Oh, wow. So okay, it, that sounds really good. Yeah. So when we go, you've never had one? I've never had one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you just got to be careful because if you bite into it, that cheese can be really hot. Okay. And burn your mouth. Good to know. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great burger. They got a bunch of them downtown St. Paul when, okay. we're, when we're down there that you can uh, try some spots. But what, what's the, is there a go-to in particular, that uh, go-to place to get a Juicy Lucy burger that you recommend? Bennett's Chop and Rail House. It's a UMD Bulldogs bar. Okay. Your, yeah. your alma mater? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You might see a Staylock jersey hanging up there. Too. <laughs> okay, cool. Is there a Staylock burger on the menu by any chance? Not yet, because okay. not yet. But uh, we got to talk to Joe about it. They're actually opening up a new location, so in Wisconsin. Okay, across the in, border in Hudson. So yeah. okay, yeah, of course, yeah. border town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you put on your on your Staylock burger? Is Ju- if toppings? I had the ideal juicy Lucy, it'd be pepper jack cheese. It'd be stuffed with pepper jack cheese. Is it summer or winter? Like during the season or? I, season? I I'm fascinated that there is a difference between a summer burger and a winter burger. We didn't know summer diet and winter diet. Oh, right? uh, so, uh, well, let's let's summer. Go I'm summer going all out. Go yeah, bigger, go, go home. July yeah. 4th. <laughs> Say it's July fourth. I'm probably doing a double patty with pepper jack and uh, inside with bacon, lettuce, and 
That's and then ketchup and mustard. I'm so simple with that stuff. That's like, so. That's I right. stand tomatoes and me too. Onions I can't do. Yeah, me too. So I'm just yeah the the beef the cheese <laughs> the bacon and lettuce. Also, if you know, if we're talking about like July Fourth and and your summer diet or a or a Minnesotan's kind of summer diet. Uh, a bootlegger is that like a, a cocktail mm-hmm. that a lot of people in Minnesota have? Yeah, bootleggers. It is a cocktail. Um, I see a lot of guys drinking on the golf course. Um, like it must be refreshing. I'm I'm not a huge cocktail guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I just like I'll, I'll drink a beer, you know. Yeah. Like, cocktails, you got to take out like nine. 10, 11, 12, 13 ingredients just to make one. You got to model stuff. And What's the beer then? Mix it up. Summer, summer or winter? <laughs> What's oh, a good, I'm just kidding. Summer. What's a good Minnesota beer? You know, yeah. like they got McGolden Light. Okay, so that's a huge like Minnesota beer. Okay, um, but uh, like we got we got some really good breweries there. Uh, Summit's been around forever. Summit's got a got a good thing going. Um, there's a God, what's the there's a Mexican honey light beer that I really like and I'm I feel bad that I'm forgetting the what the brewery is but that's a really good beer otherwise just something simple as a Coors Light you sure know? and I always give crap to my wife or whoever but I go to the fridge and grab a beer and she's got to grab you know like 15 different things or be at the grocery store and just to get like a cocktail that's like three inches three ounces of fluid you know? yeah. So. So, so, yeah, keep it simple. I think is uh, yeah, definitely something to be said for that. It's yeah, can. you just have to crack <laughs> the top. And... Just as long as it's cold. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Are we uh, are we missing anything on the on the Minnesota stereotypes list? I actually I, I discarded um, mine. I don't think we're missing anything. Okay. I think we pretty much got everything. We were going to get a little bit into your family now, if that's okay, Felicia, mm-hmm. your wife, and mm-hmm. you have three kids. I have two. So my question off the off the bat. No caffeine, but what's the biggest transition from two to three kids for you? And what are all your, hmm. is it three, three girls? No, a boy. We have a boy and two girls. Okay. Um, the biggest transition. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, having uh, zone coverage now and not being one-on-one, I think is tough. It's, You're outnumbered. It's hard. Yeah, yeah I, grew up with, I grew up with two. She grew up with three. So um, for me, it's a little bit new, but I think not being able to, you know be hands-on with all of them is tough and especially at a younger age where they're um not able to kind of play with each other and keep each other yeah. entertained and our youngest is almost there she just turned two last month so she's at the point where she's uh hopefully we'll be out of diapers here soon yeah. she'll be talking communicating more and stop with the crying and yeah uh, the power struggles yes, uh, yes every yeah, day and, is a new day with and, those and, and <laughs> keeping up with her sister and she's not quite there yet so it's it's uh, we're almost over the hill, I think, at that uh, at that stage. No pressure, but are they all like Felicia played college <clears throat> hockey? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be hockey players? Are you guys going to coach them? What's so uh... our boy? Our boy loves hockey, okay. and uh, he loves uh, he loves watching like YouTube uh, clips of you know like you uh-huh. know stuff like I mean Kane the breakaway goals that Kane has McDavid now like uh... who's his favorite player besides you? Uh, right now, today, I'd probably have to ask him. It changes day to day with him. Um, <laughs> whoever he watched last night on a highlight, whether it was on NHL Network or on his uh, on his YouTube or whatever, but uh, he he enjoys it. Um, our daughter just did start skating. She she likes it, I think, just because we go to the rink every day with right. our, our boy, and she sees that. But she loves dance, and uh, I don't know if it's fortunate for me or unfortunate for me, but 
she's already a pretty good dancer. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if this is good or not. But she, uh, she loves rhythm. it. And she's going, yeah, and she's going to dance already. So it's, uh, it's awesome. And uh, it's something different, you know. Like, I'm going to a dance show, you know, last summer. I'm like, I never thought I'd be sitting here. And is it hip-hop or ballet? A, no, it was ballet. Ballet. Yeah. But I think she does want to start doing some, like, hip-hop stuff, which I think she'd really enjoy because, you know, like a Prince song comes on or one of her, uh, one of the newest, yeah, you know, can't top do 40 songs she starts dancing or like she's at the rink and my wife will send me a video after the game and she's just sitting in her seat like going to town like no one's watching i'm like oh my god <laughs> you go girl i love that yeah we gotta yeah, see we gotta get a, a video yeah, one day of her at the rink uh, with you. yeah she's got a good personality <laughs> glad to hear that everyone's doing well it sounds like in the family that's awesome um, listen, this has been great. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for doing this with us. We are, again, taping this in Buffalo, uh, home of Buffalo Wings, and we've got some wings here mm -hmm. from Duff's, one of the many famous wing institutions in Buffalo. Would you like to try some? That's it. Okay, we, we can, you know, you can watch too if, you know, Kaylee and I, uh, we, we did get some hot wings, but we've got some, um, we've got some mild wings as well. So whatever kind of your your preference is, so uh, we tried to have you know are, kind are of they an array. Like tricks or is it, is it... no no tricks. No tricks, here. No tricks. I don't think management That's medium. would be pumped if we tricked you into. So medium. <laughs> this so he, and here's the thing. So this is barbecue. So the medium is extra crispy. You can get them done extra crispy. The this has got the barbecue's got extra sauce on it. My thoughts are barbecue is kind of a waste of a wing. You think so? Oh. That's controversial. That... I just. Uh, I just like barbecue sauce. I, I, I like buffalo flavor more than. Um, I well, like I like barbecue more. I'm not a spicy person, yeah. so I've never been into buffalo that much. So these are just the basic mild wings right here, I mean, and then. Those look dry. Well, the last thing they do look dry, <laughs> uh, I, but yeah, I, that's great for duffs. For duffs, yeah. yeah. But and then we, oh, we do have uh, we do have ranch so that's, in a bag. That's the sneakiest part of I think wings is celery is really good. <laughs> I, 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 won't, I won't argue with you about that one bit. I th and it's a good palate cleanser as well. Um, bring my water up. Just, just so in case we have a cough attack? Yes. So then, because the last <laughs> thing we, we went, we ordered... Labeled ranch or blue cheese? They're all ranch. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm not a blue cheese You're guy. not a blue cheese guy? Okay. Um, here's the... There are the veggies. Now, the, the last thing is... So the hottest death. is death. That's the hottest one on the... On the menu, and again, I, I wanted to try it. I, I Kaylee, I think, is second guessing her. Can you smell them? Sure. <laughs> Let me know if it smells like death. Is that death? That's death. I mean, it bites the nose a little bit. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> so where are we start? Is it it's it's up? total totally up to you. Oh, I think this is mild. What's that? I'm gonna put your mic on a stand while you're doing. Okay. Thank okay. you. Which wings, do you which wings do you like better? You like the, I like dry rub typically. You know, I like, you like those ones better or the flat ones? Oh, I like the crunchy, not the, the wing, the, the, um, the drum. The, yeah, I think the drum is better, right? I think it is too. Yeah, so I would do a, a drum. Okay, so we'll start at the dry rub, huh? Yeah. This is just mild? This is just mild. Yeah. Do you want one of these? Um, That's okay. I'm not a rancher, are you? I don't know. These look dry. <laughs> you are today. You can hear it. Are these spicy, Chris, or are these regular? This is just mild. There's crispy. There's no... I actually prefer no sauce. There's nothing to worry about with these. Am I the first one that's been eating on podcasts? You are. Yeah. I'm going to hear about that. Especially with Luke Richardson working out right around the corner. Yeah, you walk past your coaches on the bike. I was going to say, yeah. How about 
How about Coach? Still skates with the boys at practice. I mean, that's pretty awesome. inspiring, yeah. huh? So, I mean, this is just a good kind of, like, get your foot in the door. This I is think. my favorite. I feel like I didn't really experiment with sauces growing up, and I prefer the dry rub. I didn't realize how hungry I was. <laughs> Eat up. I know. I mean, you clean them too, man. Good work. Well, I mean, this is the wing, right? I mean, it's pretty good flavor. Yeah, as opposed to the drummy. Yeah, yeah. I think the wing's good. Crunchy. I think Duff's is doing something right with that one. That's like. Did Duff's not give us napkins? <laughs> Did Chris not give us napkins? Hold on one sec. <laughs> Go ask Luke for a towel. <laughs> Surely he'd be really interested in what we're doing right now. Do <laughs> you think he would try one or no? Is he pretty healthy too? With his diet? <laughs> Thank you. So, is the. Um, so, out of 10, what would you do? Like. For dry rub, not a saucy person, but. I, I, I like those. Oh, you too. They're not too messy, and I'm a messy eater, especially yeah. with wings. It's uh, simple but good. Yep. Like. I like, the, I like the crispiness. That's kind mm -hmm. of a new thing for me. I think that's what makes the buffalo wing a little unique, so is like the crisp factor. So. Is the is the barbecue a total no? No, it's it's a go, but I just like it's the last thing I'd order at, off a wing menu. Okay. Flavors. All right. Well, I mean, you, I mean yeah, yeah, I'll eat it. All right. I, I know right. exactly what it's gonna taste like. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Kaylee. Here's a there's a there's a drummy that's got your name on yeah. it. Oh, like. yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's, that's probably the Bagel biggest boy. biggest one we have in here. Yeah. Thank you. Extra saucy. Are you gonna even try one of these? I I, I will. Yeah, I like a good. I know exactly good, what it's gonna taste together. like. This is messy. <laughs> yeah, see, it's. Do not zoom in on me. Like this good barbecue, though, I think. It's like a glorified ketchup, isn't it? <laughs> There's def I think I think this is definitely ketchup based. I think you're right. You're right. Good palate. It's a great palate. It's a great palate. <laughs> no, it's funny. I had a. Uh, well. I don't think I can do this one. I shouldn't talk with my mouth. <laughs> um, an old teammate of mine who played in Buffalo came out with his own sauce while he played here. Mm. Tyler Ennis sells it in stores called Enzo Sauce. I like Barbecue? Yeah. Well, so or what is it? It's really controversial. He won't tell you what's in it. Okay, so it's like a secret sauce kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But he'd be a guy that you could he. He could probably give us a big history of the wings here in Buffalo, kind of mm. like I gave you the stockyards and salsa club. Next Is he a Buffalo here, guy? We'll have to get him over here. I, I, he, uh, no, he played here. Okay. The Edmonton guy. We played here for a while. This might take me 30 minutes, so I'm going to... Yeah, you can wrap it. Dump and It's the barbecue one. I'd be... Yeah. That was wasted. Well, I shouldn't say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, listen. We, we want honesty on the on I'm the I'm going to cleanse my palate after practice. that because... <laughs> get ready for a new one. Yeah, I want to wash away that barbecue. <laughs> Very new. I heard, uh, I heard you were actually a really good athlete in high school, like three sports, and is that true? Well, um, yeah, I played three sports. Okay. What uh, else did you play? I played football and baseball. Oh yeah, your dad was a football player, right? Yeah. In college. Mm-hmm. How about you? Know all this? 
Google. Well, I mean, <laughs> internet, internet, the YouTube. You know, the coaching staff has been has been talking about you know your athleticism, mm -hmm. and uh, you know your your buddy Ryan, who's uh, the color analyst for the Minnesota oh, Wild, God. said that said that you were a oh, good God. a three sport athlete in, in oh, high school. Oh, so, and he wasn't he wasn't chirping you either. He was serious. A lot of stuff he says, especially if it's about me, I believe about a quarterback. <laughs> what was it? Were you were you the quarterback? No, corner. I believe it or not, I was a long snapper too. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why, a specialty why, position. Why wouldn't we believe that? Because um, I was probably like 160 pounds in high school, and that's like the that's mm. the it's the guy who snaps the ball on special teams, like the punter. So I just get, right. I just get ran over every time. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't much of a blocker. What about? I was the only one that could really oh. do it, so I had to do it. What about um, field goals? Or uh, point after a tries. Would you do the long staffing for that? Yeah, I would. Because yeah, you got to be really accurate with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was fun because my brother was a soccer player, but he kicked, uh, he kicked for us for the football team. So they never played Friday nights, so he put on a football uniform and he kicked. He, kicked, he was our uh, place kicker. Never so practiced, I, just showed up Friday night. Yeah. No, he would, no, he would practice. Oh, he'd come like Thursday before games or something. But, yeah, he wasn't doing any tackling drills or any of that. <laughs> So many athletes in the Staylock. You guys want to upgrade to medium here? Well, what was this one? This is just that was just the mild. You can, I mean, feel, knock no, them out, dude. No, if you like that one, no, like. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I think there's a drummy. You guys one. keep doing that. Yeah, this one's much. So the other one I couldn't finish. All right, this is medium. This is medium. This there's is a warning sign on the website with the with medium? with medium and with hot. I don't know why you warn somebody about medium. Come on now. Chris is crazy. <laughs> You can see remnants. Of, I can smell you, it. You, yeah, you can see remnants of what looks to be Tabasco in there. Is that a good thing? Mm -hmm. I think this has got a really good flavor. Or maybe a Frank's Red. <laughs> I love Frank's. Don't get Which me wrong. I told my wife should be in every man's fridge, a bottle of Frank's Red. Mm -hmm. This is hot. <laughs> so, Kaylee, uh -huh. you know, how are you holding up? I know that... Really? This is hot? It's not bad, though. I mean... Considering it had a warning, I don't think you need to be warned, but no. I'm not a spicy gal, even though I have red hair now. Not usually into the hot stuff. But this is good, I think. This is like, what do you think of this level of heat? So the weird thing is, is that it's cold, the wing, the touch, <laughs> but it's hot after, you know, it's a cold wing. We probably should have done this before, maybe keep them hot. We did our best with DoorDash, but well, you guys did awesome. So, Chris, if that's medium as of right now. I'm not like scared of death. Mm -hmm. well, agreed. agreed. <laughs> the wing, the death wing. Actually, I'm agreed. not either. I was like googling right about you. like what could happen if you go too. Oh, well, this could change. I could be regretting what I just said. Yeah, no doubt. But I mean, you can only go with the information that you have on hand and that's you know i got none i didn't do any research on this chris you well, were but it's crushing based on, those it's wings based on trying the medium you know that mm -hmm. well, he passed so me we, a napkin so we went from mild to medium to <laughs> we're going to death how many steps were there like if you're on the website buffalo wild wings got 20 flavors you know there's like seven or eight yeah right? seven, yeah seven, eight to ten uh you know this one so we're skipping eight to ten levels to get to death no no we're skipping like three we're skipping oh. like there's a, well, there's a medium There's flavors, high. like, there, yeah, there yeah. were different flavors Louis, with the different Like Louisiana levels. or Cajun yeah. or... Mm -hmm. kind there's of. A, there's a medium hot, then there's just, like, a hot, and then there's, there's death. It's like one right, right, up right, from right, hot, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
Should we well, go? Cool. Well, I mean, I'm down to give it a shot. Uh, like, yeah, I could, as you said, I could regret it later, but I'm down to definitely less down to clown. Mean, like later, just what's going to take place later? <laughs> um, my taste buds oh, are going to be regretting. Exactly At least since an off day. Um, do you want to try one or no? Yeah, or I'll try like, one. Just like touch it. Maybe. <laughs> I'll just sniff it. There's, uh... This one's hotter for sure, but. Which one do you want? Do you want to go with like I want the one big one sitting on top of all the sauce, so then I can okay. see like it's not that hot. Like, I don't know if <laughs> crazy okay. But you like heat? Like you want to try heat? Um, oh. I wanted to try the. I wanted to try the heat. Like I feel like, look, there's a little bit of sauce on that now. That one's sitting on. God, am I gonna regret this or no? Well, we'll regret it together. I mean, misery loves company. Right. So. Okay. Well. All right. Here's what to death. Say? Cheers. 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 Hasn't hit like my palate yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be okay. <clears throat> oh my gosh, it's everywhere. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it hits a little bit later. It's cooking. It's Ooh. like when you swallow it, that's when it really just like And I only have like two ounces of water. <sighs> I think mm-hmm. I need my Gatorade. It's really hot. We got celery, there's water in celery. That's the hot that doesn't feel good at all. Yeah, it's like And it ruins the whole wing. It's like <laughs> no, I still got a few bites. Chris, left. you're an so, animal. It's like, why would you want to waste a meal on this? Like, people oh. actually enjoy this. Chris just finished it bone dry. I mean, here's the thing. Like, it doesn't hit you right away. Yeah. No, it didn't, but it hits yeah. when it hits. It's a delayed palate hit. You know, I think it would like the more you eat, obviously, it's just gonna compound the heat. So. Yeah, it's everything's hot. I can't all. talk. I have to get Gatorade really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee's out. Get this on camera. <clears throat> where, where? Oh, you got Gatorade in here. Chris hasn't had this, so you can sip his. Yeah, you oh, can. He seems to be enjoying it, but my mouth is on fire. I um. It's unpleasant, I would say. My lips are numb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I always wonder, like, whenever the next time I get a, a head cold, which I mean, I hope never happens because colds stink, yeah. but. It would just flush everything, right? Like just sinuses drained. I'd rather have wasabi to do that than mm. what we just ate because it's just incinerating my tongue right now. That is, um, um, <laughs> your tongue? Yeah, is it not? My lips. My lips. My lips. You're sweating a little bit. You could, you could. <laughs> I've had a meal. My wife made this meal this one time with like pepperoncinis in it. And she didn't take the seeds out. Mm. And I used to shave my head. <laughs> I love this meal. And I was so hungry that I just ate it. And I just had sweat pouring down. Beads my of sweat. <laughs> Chris, you're what? like unfazed by this. Did no, I mean, it, it like, you know, look, like it's it's warring right now, I'm, for sure. I'm going to go into one of these. Like, yeah, like my tongue and. Oh. Don't touch your. Don't touch your eyes. Yeah, you cooling down now with a, like a medium? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. smart. There's I'm another barbecue, Kaylee, if you want to. Uh, I'm going to reset. I can't out. eat right now. I'm upset about the way my lips and my tongue feel. <laughs> I feel like it ruined my evening. Can, can you zoom in? Like, is there sweat piling oh, up yeah. on the forehead? <laughs> Not piling, but. I got uh, I got a little bit, like, on my face, and mm. it's, like, like it's, burning my, <laughs> it's, like, burning my face. That is really hot. Come on. Anybody ben, else want to try? Ben, you said you would, Annie. I think you should. I'm worried I'm gonna regret it now. No, you won't. You won't. 
Is that the medium? Mm-hmm. Not gonna do then, yeah. Are you gonna drive? Yeah. There's only two left for you two. My fucking lips are like. <laughs> How I'm much never, did you eat? I don't think I've ever felt like that. <laughs> like they're like. Um, I don't. Know. It's a weird feeling. The inside of my mouth. It's not like my lips so much because I try not to. I look great. Let's uh let's quickly. <laughs> like having an allergic reaction. Let's let's quickly <laughs> wrap the sh- let's quickly wrap the show and okay. and thank Alex for uh. For doing this we really appreciate it hope you enjoyed the wings uh thank you we'd love to have you on for another taste test at some point down the road of something hey, juicy lucy juicy lucy that yeah. would be great maybe when we do uh when we play the wild you can uh i love that you can take us to your umd bar that would be great <sighs> so for alex and kaylee and our significantly deteriorated taste buds i'm chris right. thanks for watching the blackhawks insiders podcast Time now for Line Change, our betting segment on the Blackhawks Insider Podcast with my man Joe Brand of WGN Radio. Joe, what's up? How you doing? What's going on, Chris? It's been a fun uh, couple of weeks for you on the calls, huh? Yeah, you know, and I've had a lot of time and a lot of chances to practice my goal call. The Blackhawks offense, I think, has been a pleasant surprise this season. They had a streak of five games with at least four goals scored at one point. What sort of trends are you noticing on the sportsbook side? Glad you brought that up, Chris. Uh, Yes, the Blackhawks have hit the over seven out of nine games this year with uh, an over-under of six and a half goals. Last couple of games especially. The only two games they didn't hit the over, second game of the year, in Vegas, a one nothing loss, and then on October 25th against Florida when they beat the Panthers 4-2. to I mean, who would have expected the Florida Panthers to only score two goals in that game? But a lot of offense coming from the Blackhawks. They have been bailed out, hitting the over on a couple of overtimes lately, but as long as they continue this momentum offensively, and let's face it, they are figuring out a few things defensively, I do think that hitting the over might be the better bet for you in terms of the over-under of six and a half goals. And the other thing to point out, Chris, they've been playing competitive. They are really good against the spread early on. They're 8-1. and one. The only time they didn't cover the spread was the opener against the Colorado Avalanche, and obviously Colorado, a very heavy team. Uh, I wouldn't mind betting the Hawks to cover once again at home against the LA Kings, uh, but Winnipeg's gotten off to a good start. So looking ahead to Saturday's game, uh, it might depend on how their effort is against the Kings, uh, how it was against the New York Islanders to determine whether or not to go with them against the spread against Winnipeg on the road. So we're, we're roughly 10 games into the season and you look at the standings and it feels like just about everybody's got the same record or the same number of points or close to it. Are you seeing any kind of trends emerge when it comes to conference or division winners at this early portion of the season? Well, there's been a, a couple of surprises, and I don't want to—I don't know if I want to call them a complete surprise in the Boston Bruins, but the way the start that they have gotten off to has been very impressive. At the beginning of the year, Chris, they were plus 1,000 to win the Atlantic. They're now all the way down to plus 180. So if you took them early on, you could already find a profit cashing out on that. I mean, that's what you're going to get when you have an 8-1 record with a goal differential of plus 18. Uh, Some of the other teams we were looking at, the New York Rangers, have stayed consistent at plus 350. Uh, That seems fairly right. Got off to a good start, leveled out a little bit. Teams that actually went down were the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, those two Florida teams that have always been kind of heavily favorited. Uh, But the other team to keep an eye out for are the Calgary Flames. Calgary was a team I brought up the first time we did this, Chris. They started this year, trying to find it now, 
Uh, there we go. They started this year at plus 700 to win the Western Conference. They've already moved all the way down to plus 490. That's what a 5-2-0 record's going to get you. I had mentioned that Jonathan Huberdeau and Nazem Kadri would be good additions to this team. They've already combined for 14 points. Daryl Sutter's done a fantastic job already in his second year. So if you took Calgary at plus 700 at the beginning of the year to win the Western Conference, you'd already be able to cash out on a profit. Although I do understand why it might be enticing to just kind of ride that a little bit longer, see how far it goes. And uh, I'm not going to be all positive with these things. I'll admit we're not when I've been wrong. Minnesota, I said might be a good idea to take for winning the Central at the beginning of the year because of the start of their season. Clearly, that has not panned out. They have already moved from plus 400 to win the Central to plus 550. So uh, I've actually gotten a little bit more of a profit since the last time we talked two weeks ago. But if you took Minnesota to take the division, you might as well write it out, see what happens. They have gotten a little bit better, but obviously not as dominant as they would have hoped to. Joe Brand, he is humble in victory and gracious in defeat. Thanks, Joe. We really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Just trying to be honest, Chris. Appreciate you having me. (laughs) A reminder, you can listen to Joe on Blackhawks pregame and postgame on WGN AM 720. You can also listen to Joe on Blackhawks live every Monday at 7 p.m. on WGN Radio. That will do it for this week's special episode. A big thank you to Alex Stalock for joining us today and to our good friend Joe Brand as well. A thank you as well to Brad Dollar and Southside Jake for mixing our music you've heard throughout the show. For Chris Foster's Kaylee Chelios and Colby Cohen, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Taves drive.